0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss Snowflake's modern marketing data stack and the importance of artificial intelligence. Joining us is Denise Pearson, who is the chief marketing officer at Snowflake, which delivers data cloud, eliminating the administration and management demands of traditional platforms and big data solutions. And today, Denise and I are going to discuss the modern marketing data stack report from Snowflake. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Denise Pearson, the Chief Marketing Officer at Snowflake. Denise, welcome to the Martech podcast.
2: Thank you for having me on the show, Benjamin.
1: What an honor and a privilege to have you here. Snowflake, a mainstay of the MarTech industry. You as the chief marketing officer, it really is exciting to have you on the show and excited to hear a little bit about what you've been doing. There's some original research that Snowflake recently published called the Modern Marketing Data Stack Report. Tell us a little bit about your report.
2: We started this report last year, and what we've found is when we talk to marketers is that there's a need for more education on how to use data more effectively in marketing and which solutions that are actually helpful, which solutions are actually making a difference for marketers. So what we've done here is really looking at our 8,000 customers and specifically uh, marketing departments, which applications are they using? which applications are getting increased in terms of adoption among our customers.
1: All right. So we've got a pool of 8,000 customers, marketing departments that are using Snowflake. I'm assuming that leans them towards more enterprise scale customers. You're not necessarily focusing on early stage or SMBs. You're in growth and enterprise stage company. Am I correct?
2: Yeah, I mean, our primary target segment is the global 2000 segment. But we also have uh, SMB you know, customers using Snowflake as well.
1: So Denise, tell me a little bit about the segmentation before we get into what products are being adopted. When you think about the modern data stack, are we still thinking data warehouse, CRM, CDP? Are there different categories and segments that are becoming popularized?
2: I mean, we found really 10 different segments of applications in the MarTech space. This includes everything from data enrichment, think about data from companies like ZoomInfo and G2 and Bombora, for instance, but also measurement and attribution to data integration and business intelligence to also AI and machine learning as well. So we're really seeing an expanded set of categories compared to last year. Also, seeing really, again, the adoption of privacy enhancing technologies really exploding in marketing as well, right? I mean, there's nothing more important than protecting our customers' data. So that's a new big category in marketing as
1: well. Do you think the growth of the privacy segment is because consumers are more interested in protecting their privacies, or is it a result of some of the platform changes that have happened, you know, Apple and Google restricting cookie access and making the platform restrictions where data is harder to come by?
2: Yeah, I think you covered all of those three. And another one would also be about regulations and compliance as well. So that is also kind of driving the need for more privacy enhancing technologies as well. But again, most importantly, there's nothing more from a brand standpoint than the trust you have with your customers and marketer cares deeply about that trust, right? They have with their consumers and that's really where technology can come in and help.
1: So where does the privacy stand in terms of the overall growth within the categorizations that you've seen? Is that the biggest or fastest growing sector, or is that just one of the growth areas in MarTech?
2: Yeah, we saw it as one of the fastest growth area, but we're also seeing, of course, the adoption now of AI and machine learning applications. We've seen really an uptick here just in the past six months. I mean, it's been one of the hottest topics i had for the past six months, so Marketers, of course, are feeling the pressure here to develop AI strategies for their, um, for their companies.
1: Yeah, we've talked a little bit about artificial intelligence this year. It's basically the mainstay of every episode that we end up having. Even the ones that aren't about artificial intelligence end up being about artificial intelligence. It's always on all of our minds. So we've got privacy and artificial intelligence as two major sources of growth in the modern MarTech stack. What are the areas that we're seeing deceleration? Are there places where marketers are moving away from a specific segment of technology?
2: No, but we're also seeing an increase in the integration between ad tech and martech as well, right? I mean, martech is something we've used, you know, internally, right, within our organization. And then of course the ad tech platforms. What marketers are looking for now is more closer integration. And the reason for that is they want real time data you don't want to wait for data coming from a different platform. You want that direct integration between ad tech and market tech and your CDP so you can get real-time access to data. And we know that there's of course nothing more important than being hyper-relevant to your consumers. So everything around personalization and the timing of those is really requiring kind of deeper integration between all these different technologies.
1: So I've heard about the increasing overlap between ad tech and martech. I've also heard from many people that there is the same process happening on the sales side where sales and marketing are overlapping. Is that bleeding into the technology stack as well? Are we seeing a blend of sales and martech the same way that we're seeing martech and ad tech?
2: Absolutely. And now we're talking more about B2B marketing and sales. We're seeing more adoption of account-based marketing in a platforms, And I think really account-based marketing is really what brings sales and marketing together and focusing on, on the same accounts. So, of course, we're seeing more adoption of account-based marketing technologies across the enterprise and really developing kind of those integrated go-to-market sales and marketing place. So technologies are really kind of helping align the sales process with the SDR process and the marketing process as well.
1: I'm glad that you brought up the difference between B2B and B2C. When you think about the MarTech stack between those two segments, do you see more divergence? I've heard over the last few years that B2B and B2C are basically blending. B2B is taking more B2C style marketing leaning more on things like social networking and ad performance. How are you seeing those two stacks either diverge or converging? Is B2B coming more like B2C?
2: I think there's still quite big differences in terms of how we go to market. I mean, in B2B, it's more of a complex sales process. We're campaigning into an account with many different influencers and buyers and sponsors. That's very different in the B2C world. So that's why, again, the B2C, things like, of course, ad tech and the adoption of uh, privacy, enhancing applications, right? That's where you see the biggest uptake of those solutions. On the marketing side, is really a B2B marketing. Is of course, all about how you're bringing the sales and marketing process closer together,
1: When you think about some of the winners and losers in terms of brands, and now look, we don't want to punish anyone for losing market share, but what are some of the companies that you saw that surprised you in terms of either their increase in adoption or their decrease?
2: Again, I think what was really great from the report is, of course, you see kind of the adoption of more AI and machine learning applications on the marketing side. And what we're seeing is that marketers are now hiring data scientists to the marketing organization. Traditionally, machine learning, everything AI related, right, has been run centrally in the IT department or the data teams. But if we look at those companies that are most successful in terms of using data and adopting AI, are those who have the data scientists on the marketing team. You really need to bring those with the data science skill set, together with the business side. You need to be close to the business problems you're trying to solve when it comes to data science. And for me here at Snowflake, there was a game changer when we built out our data science group on the marketing team because they go so close to what the opportunity is and what the business problem is that we're trying to solve. You can't, again, have these two functions in different silos.
1: I'm noticing a theme here, and maybe this is like a decade-long theme, so it might be obvious to everyone else, but basically marketing is expanding. I think that we traditionally thought of marketing, going back to the Mad Men days, of being a creative pursuit. And then we became more data-driven and needed more engineering resources. Now, all of a sudden, marketing is blending with advertising. It's blending with sales. It's blending with data science, machine learning, artificial intelligence. How do you think that this sort of expansion of the marketing role impacts marketers and their team does this mean that we're seeing marketing teams increase in scope budget and priority within organizations or are we just being tasked to do more
2: but let's look back at where we were 15 years ago when marketing automation came before market automation we didn't have any technologists if you will it was all the traditional functions on the marketing team and when marketing automation came this new role of marketing operations was created and those folks have more of a technology background right they need to understand how to bring all these technologies together right on the marketing side we're seeing the same thing now 15 years later on the data side i mean data is the most important tool marketers have today right because since everything has become more digital data is the way for you to really understand your customers and do everything from personalization and understanding truly where they are in the buyer's journey and you're going to need more people with data experience and those with data science experience to really take full benefit of your data and if you're going to have to knock on the door of your IT department on the data department every time you need something you're not going to get it in time you're going to be you're going to move way way too slow And today, it's a game of who's the fastest.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi, who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X. Dot .co Time for a 1 minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutnex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, "Half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half." Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on 2 channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. So we mentioned uh, we were offline, but you mentioned that you've been at Snowflake for roughly eight years. And prior to that, you were a CMO at another organization for 12 years. You've been in these executive roles working in marketing for decades at this point. And I appreciate that you brought up the rise of the marketing automation as a proxy for the type of change that we're going through now. When we think about the modern MarTech stack and just the role of marketers... If marketing automation is the parallel of what we're going through now, and obviously we were integrating technology into marketing, and now we're pulling in sort of this data science component. What were some of the biggest challenges that marketers had when they were forced to all of a sudden learn this new technology 15 years ago with marketing automation that we're likely going to experience something similar with now that we're pulling in more data and sort of expanding the role and function of marketing?
2: Fortunately, I think we're in a much better position today. Fifteen years ago, or, or in the early 2000s, right? We're talking almost 20 years ago now. There was no training for marketing operations. First of all, there was a new profession essentially emerging, and there was nowhere for them to go to get training. Training we got from many of the vendors back in the days. What's different today in terms of data science is that you go and get a degree at university, right, in data science. So. There's much, much more training and education available. So uh, there's simply more more people in this profession. The key thing is about how do you bring those, again, with the skill sets together with understanding the business problem you're trying to solve. I mean, that's kind of where the magic is going to happen. But I think we're in a much better position today.
1: I'm curious to know, when you did your Modern Marketing Data Stack report, Did the 8,000 marketing teams that you talked to talk about where they're getting their information, where they're getting educated? Like, how are people actually learning to use these tools or learning the skill set to know that they need them? Where does the actual education piece come from that equips marketers to be able to implement their new tools?
2: From that standpoint, there is still not enough education on how really to do this. And that's one of the goals with this report as well. It's really just showing kind of how does that modern marketing data stack look like that companies today are implementing. That's, of course, one part of the education. We do quite a bit on our side in terms of sharing best practices. Most marketers learn from their peers. I learn most from my peers as well. I trust my peers the most. So I think most of those peer learning groups, that's where people go and learn today.
1: I'm curious to know, as an experienced CMO at a prominent company, if you were starting with a blank slate, let's say you're starting day one and somebody says, we're building not Snowflake, but Flake Snow, right? Another enterprise level MarTech company. What do you think in terms of the categorization? Like, are there, I need these five tools to get started and build a successful enterprise grade marketing team. What do you think of the categorization?
2: Number one, it needs to be a data-centric platform, right, with the data at the center. And the challenge we've had in the past with CRM, we've got most of our data out of a CRM application, but CRM is not really a database. And CRM doesn't host the data from all your platform right within the company. And as a marketer, you want to be able to blend all the data you are generating in marketing from all the different marketing programs, all the different marketing channels you're using But you want to be able to bring that together with the rest of your enterprise data. You want to be able to blend together with your revenue data. You want to blend it with maybe it's your customer experience platform data. That's really where the magic comes from. You need a complete set of data to really understand your customers.
1: It seems like this is basically the idea behind the CDP. And I know that there's been plenty of innovation in that category where now we're going from having this central source of truth that ingests the data and tries to normalize it from all different platforms to building on top of a data warehouse, the composable CDPs. Is that the type of solution that you're talking about where you need this central source of data to be able to feed to all of your other different marketing programs?
2: Yeah, and we're seeing actually many of those CDPs now are being built directly on Snowflake, where there are a couple of examples of those included in the report. And if there's one thing we have learned is that there's nothing more important than high quality data. And the challenge we've had on the marketing side in B2B with CRM is that your CRM is managed by thousands and thousands of salespeople. That's where the quality is coming from, right?
1: notoriously good at entering in all the right data manually
2: exactly and then also you know there are salespeople leaving your organization and what happened to the data at that point so again for you to have high quality data it needs to be governed somewhere within your organization it needs to be of course safe as well but again the key thing now moving forward right as we embark on developing more you know ai applications general ai application it all comes back to the amount of data you have and the quality of that data. You can't have an AI strategy without having a data strategy. That's the danger now that marketers kind of embark on trying to do things too fast with AI and Gen AI, where they're not fixing the underlying problem. And that's going kind to of, kind of
1: leave them behind. I was just recording a podcast with the CMO of Active Campaign, and I'm going to reuse one of the lines that we discussed. The metaphors that we used is data is money, right? The better your data is, the more profitable your business is going to be, the more that you can do, but more money, more problems. Sorry to paraphrase rappers from the 1990s. It seems like this notion of collecting data from all of these various sources, make sure that it's normalized, clean, and usable creates incredible levels of complexity when you're operating at scale. What advice do you have for marketers as they're getting started, trying to connect all of the pieces of where their data is coming from into a centralized repository that can be scrubbed, normalized, analyzed, and used for marketing?
2: It is, of course, also the partnership with your central IT and data organization, right? You don't want to start something in marketing and create another silo right, within your organization. Because again, coming back to what you want in marketing, you want to get access to all the data within your entire organization. So this has to be a very, very close partnership with your central data and IT organization. Those organizations that are really the most successful with their data strategies are those again, who have someone at the leadership level, you know, chief data officer really kind of overseeing the data strategy for the entire organization. You in marketing don't want to work as an island within the organization. Because again, you're creating the same problems we've had in the past. What's killing the data-driven organization, if you will, is silos of data.
1: It seems like as marketing expands, we are becoming more connected to the other parts of our organizations, which creates additional levels of complexities and more need for cross-functional coordination. The last question I have for you today, you know, when I asked you, hey, if you were tearing it all down and starting over, where are you starting? Your answer is... I am focusing on building data infrastructure, so I have something to analyze that goes across the entire organization. Now, having looked at what the 8,000 marketers from your modern marketing data stack report said, how is what you would do different than what marketers are saying, and where are they getting it wrong? I think it's so
2: important to have data literacy on the marketing team, as I said before, for me in my role it's been a complete game changer to have data scientists on the marketing team that change everything. And what we now can do in terms of predictive forecasting, that's really where the efficiency on the Snowflake marketing team is coming from. An example of that is around predictive pipeline forecasting, for instance. What happened to most B2B marketing teams is that they're in the quarter and realize that, oh, we don't have enough pipeline. In B2B marketing, there's very little you can do that quarter, right? I mean, in marketing, the programs we are running, right, is having impact on the pipeline, you know, six months from now. So the ability to really understand what your pipeline is going to look like in different territories six months from now, that that has been game changing. Because That allows you to allocate resources where they're going to have more impact and be more efficient before it's too late
1: it's not just about having your data centralized. It's not just about having it normalized data from all sorts of different parts of your organization to make sure that you understand your entire customer lifecycle. Everything from your initial advertising and awareness building through your conversion rate optimization, your customer success, the entire lifecycle you want to be able to look at. But if you don't have data literacy built into your organization, you're not going to be able to implement marketing programs successfully with that data. It's not only getting your infrastructure set up, making sure that it's usable, it's being able to read the data as well. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Denise Pearson, the Chief Marketing Officer at Snowflake. Join us again tomorrow when Denise and I continue our conversation talking about the impact of generative AI on marketing. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Denise, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter where her handle is Denise Pearson. That's D-E-N-I-S-E-P-E-R-S-S-O-N. Or you can visit her company's website, which is snowflake.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even apply to be the next guest speaker on the Martech podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. -J Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.